0: Welcome to the Grove Community Church Worship Podcast. We're a faith community seeking to change lives, change our community, and change the world. Here's this week's message. We hope you enjoy it. Yesterday, I looked out my window because there was commotion, and I was trying to see what was going on. And I look up the road, and there are two houses next to each other, that is just a just constant activity in motion. I'm kinda I'm not the nosy neighbor. That please, this is probably not a good way to I'm not that guy. I'm not sitting there at my window all day. But it caught my eye and I looked out and and it was two families putting up Christmas lights. And these two families that you can see from my window that way is 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 they're just they've got young kids and those young kids are just excited about Christmas. You, you just you could just feel it from Four houses away, the excitement that they had as they were rolling out their blow-up snowman and the Grinch and and putting lights out. And, and it was just excitement, you could tell. And as I walked last night around the neighborhood, there were more houses decorated. And, and it's a lot of the houses with the little kids. And all over the city yesterday that happened. It's kind of a thing here in Mobile that the day after... Black Friday, usually, but the weekend of uh, uh, after Thanksgiving, it just goes crazy with anticipation and excitement for Christmas. People get ready, and they're decorating, especially if we're fortunate enough to have at least a break in weather where you can do that. There is a hope and an anticipation as families set up and and as they make their menus and their plans for the Christmas season. That this Christmas season is just going to be a season of excitement. There's a hope that it that it, fulfills, it, it fulfills every expectation. And that, and that this Christmas, once they get through it, they'll look back and go, Wow, that was a memorable Christmas. There's, there's a lot of people that were putting up their stuff and getting ready in those hopes. But they're hoping for an event. for for an event or a series of events to bring satisfaction. Today, there's someone in Houston who's in a battle. And they're hopeful. They're hoping that the doctor has made the right diagnosis. They're hoping that the plan of treatment is the right plan of treatment and they're hopeful that the chemotherapy that they're going to be taking over the next however long is going to have the impact that it's supposed to have. They're hopeful that the doctors and, and the chemotherapy and and all the steps that they take brings them life. And while that is a reasonable hope for someone battling cancer, If your hope is only in doctors and medicine. Today somewhere in the northeast. There's an older person who doesn't have any family left. And because coronavirus has ramped up in numbers. They have been stuck inside. And out of fear they've been stuck in loneliness for months now. They've had no physical contact with family and friends, the few that they have left. And they sit by the phone at Thanksgiving just hoping someone calls them. And if they're fortunate enough to have a device that has FaceTime or some other version of video chat, they're hoping that someone just reaches out to them and they long for human touch. They're hoping for some glimmer of relationship and love. But as probably all of us know in this room, family and friends, while it's good to be hopeful and while it's good to be in deep relationship with them, they all at times let us down. If we hope in an experience, if we hope in in fulfillment, and that hope is in anything but Christ, it will never bring fulfillment. If we hope from doctors and medicine for healing in our life or or for giving us life, they can only do so much. So where does our hope come beyond that? It's good to have relationships. We were created for relationships. We are hardwired for contact and human interaction and love and affection. We are created with that. There is a spark in our brain that goes off at the touch of a human hand. It happens. That's how God made us. But if all we long for, if all our hope is just in earthly relationships, those relationships will let us down and not bring true fulfillment so where do we put our hope where is it that we find our hope we lit the candle of hope today and we're leading up to Christmas Eve lighting the middle candle and what's the middle candle represent anybody You, I mean y'all all know this or most of you know this I know what's the middle candle represent Christ. It's the Christ candle. So we put our hope in Christ. We are looking forward to Christ. So if we try to hope in anything other than Christ, it will fall short. So today I want to begin this Advent season, look, look season looking at a part of the story that we've all heard before, that we've read before, that we've even looked at before here as a church family. But I want to look at it through the lens of hope today. Where is it that we find our hope, and how is it that we embed our hope in what we should? If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew 1, and we're going to be looking specifically at verses 20 through 25, but this falls in a larger pericope of 18 through 25, which is the second half of chapter 1. The first half of chapter 1 is the genealogy of Jesus if you if you're ever like suffering from insomnia just go to chapter 1 verse 1 and read the first 17 verses cuz it will put you to sleep it is a it's a an account of the genealogy now having said that understand that in the genealogy there are some incredible truths that are told if you have eyes to see them today we don't have time to do that but the thing you need to know from the first 17 verses of Matthew 1 that's going to impact our reading today is that ultimately the author of Matthew wanted us to realize that Jesus was connected to the Davidic line. That he was in the lineage of David. And that's important because the prophecy had been that the Messiah, that a king would come from the line of David. So let's jump into verse 20. Uh, Before we get there, let me just say that the first couple of verses that we're not going to look at in 18 and 19 have to do with Joseph being in this conundrum. His wife that he is betrothed to is now pregnant, and he's trying to decide how to handle that. What in the world do I do? In their culture, he could have done a, a few things that we've talked about before, And he didn't know what to do. He was weighing out what to do. And you get the sense that he was doing this prayerfully. And so then we come to verse 20. But as he considered these things, what to do with his pregnant fiance that he hasn't had relationships with. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David. Do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. God did something here, Joseph. This is God's work. Don't worry about it. It'll all work itself out. Now, honestly, how many of you... If you were dreaming one night and you were in the same situation and in said dream an angel shows up and appears to you and says ah don't worry about how she got pregnant it was something God did. How many of you would be like yeah okay I'm going with that. That sounds great. Yeah two thumbs up God. I'm there. I wouldn't. I'd be like whoa whoa slow your roll there angel. (laughs) I don't know if you're that piece of meat that I have, that, that, that lamb that's not sitting right with me. I don't know what this is, but I would be questioning it. Joseph, son of David, hey, don't worry about it. There's no reason to fear. What happened to your betrothed wife was from God. So think about this. How much faith did it take for Joseph to accept this truth? I don't know if I'm brutally honest if I have that much faith. Verse 21. She will bear a son... And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So not only do you need to just say, hey, it's okay. You're going to take him as your own son. Not only do I want you just to say, oh, it's okay. Everything's peachy clean here. I'm going to take Mary as my wife and be okay with the fact that that's not my child biologically. But not only that, I'm going to adopt this child. I'm going to take him as my own. And I'm going to call his name Jesus. So this is where it gets even weirder. She's going to have a son. It's been implanted by God. And you're going to adopt said son as your own. Oh, and by the way, you're going to call his name Jesus. What does the name Jesus mean? God saves he's going to be the one who saves he will save his people from their sins which is even a step in the more bizarre because in the Jewish mindset this Messiah that was coming from the lineage of David the Savior what was he saving them from I know there's one person in here knows this answer, and there's more, but I know one specific. BG, what did they think they was going to save him from? Rome. Rome. So they were like, "Whoa, Savior! Wait, hold up! Save us from what? Their sins." This is outside of the box, and what I have found is that all of us are comfortable with faith and hope if it fits in our box and what our understanding of God is. It's easy to have faith if it fits what we think faith should look like. If it fits in our comfortable box of who God is. But that's not what God's doing here at all. He's saying, I want you to have faith, but faith not in what you think this means. I want to take you outside of your comfort zone, outside of how you've put me in a box as a Jewish man in first century Palestine. I'm blowing your mind. You're going to take this son that's not your own, you're going to call him Jesus because he's going to be the Savior that saves us not from Rome, but from our sins. As bizarre as this scene is, we can't really fully appreciate how bizarre it is. Because we're on this side of everything else in Jesus' life. But what if you could erase all of that memory and you could go back to pre Jesus and hear this as a first century Palestinian Jew? This is radical. Faith and hope is easy when it's comfortable. Faith and hope is not easy when it doesn't fit our scheme, our expectations, our plans. It's as if God says, all right, Joseph, what are your expectations? What are your desires? What are your plans? Thanks. Thanks. I've got something else for you. She will bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And this is a a, a translation from Isaiah 7. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means... God with us. So, as if it wasn't weird enough, not only is he going to be Jesus because he saves us from his sins, but they shall call his name Emmanuel. They, being people beyond, Shall in the future call his name Emmanuel. Now it's easy to look at this and think, okay, they're talking about the disciples or people that are going to experience Jesus. This is obviously, this angel is obviously talking about the immediate future, right? They shall call his name Emmanuel because he's literally God in the flesh is going to be with his people in the person of Jesus. But that's not all this means. The they shall doesn't mean just immediate future, it means the future in which we're a part of. And this is a radical step. Not only is God going to be with his people in the person and works of Jesus at that time, but he's also going to be Emmanuel God with us, here, us, wherever you're watching this, us, now, us, the people in the future that come after us. God is with us. Every generation, every age, from this point forward, He has come and He's not leaving. He has come in the person and works of Jesus and He remains through His Holy Spirit and in us. God is still with us. Not only does He save us from our sins, this past action for us, this thing that's occurred back here and He saved us from us and it has these ongoing repercussions. He's done that, right? But not only has He done that, He hasn't done that and walked off the stage. He is with us. And so, for those who are hoping in the experience of Christmas being a a time of fulfillment, that it meets all our expectations, that it is a great time for our families and our friends, if that's what we're hoping in, it's going to fall short. The only one who offers us true satisfaction, true fulfillment, Is Emmanuel, God with us? The only one who saves us, who gives us life, is Jesus, the one who saves us from our sins. Doctors and medicine are great, and I believe that God uses them, but the only one who ultimately gives us life and saves us from ultimate death is Emmanuel. God with us is Jesus, the one who saves. And the only one who can ever give us true intimate relationship. While it's important that we have horizontal relationships. While it's important that we have relationships with the people around us. With friends and family. These relationships are extremely important. The ultimate relationship is... Is the one with Emmanuel, God with us. He's the only one that can truly fulfill our relational desires. So if we put our hope in anything else it is going to not work out right. Too often we have unrealistic expectations of people, of doctors, Medicine. We have unrealistic expectations of our family. We have unrealistic expectations of our spouses. We have unrealistic expectations of an event or an experience. We have unrealistic expectations of what we're going to get on Christmas. We have unrealistic expectations all over the place. And we're putting our hope in those things and they don't fulfill. And when they don't fulfill, we feel empty inside. But it's because we've sought the wrong source of hope. And fulfillment and relationship and saving and healing the only one who offers all of that is this baby behold a son is coming and he is our only hope he is our only fulfillment he is our only saving grace he is our only healer only he can bring right relationship Not only with God, but with others. The only way that our relationships this way are worth anything is if our relationship this way is right. And when our vertical relationship is right with God, our horizontal relationships have the ability to be right. Guys, I don't know what you're hoping in this Christmas season. Some of you are just hoping the mass mandate comes up. <laughs> Some of you are hoping that we get a, a vaccine really soon. And while I understand all those things, our true only hope is Emmanuel, God with us. I hope this message was meaningful and powerful to you. But I also hope that it was challenging. And as always, don't just hear it. Put it into action. Until next week, have a great one.